Hey, what's going on? The fancy mic and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I listen to them on Spotify, so. What's that? Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, this is the first one with the microphone, but uh, next week, uh, it's going to be me and Como on the mic, maybe Aranio if he gets home in time. Uh, I'll be home, most likely. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be good. Uh, yeah. So this this is uh, this is season three, episode seven right now, and uh, we're joined by Ethan Winter. So what's going on? Hey, yeah, I mean it's it's going good. I haven't run in a while because my season's over, and you know I had finals recently. And as Jonah knows, I was just in Boston for oh, my nice. brother's graduation. Yeah, for what? My brother's graduation. Oh, nice. How'd it go? Nice. It was good. They had a whole big uh, event at Fenway Park for Northeastern. They had fireworks and everything. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we got we got some questions for you. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll just kind of go down the list. You know, we'll see where the conversation goes and we'll just we'll, we'll go from there. Before we start that, um, I just want to say, like, Ethan, you want to like quickly introduce yourself, like how oh, yeah. you know us and like what school mm-hmm. you go to now and all that jazz. So I'm Ethan. I'm a year older um, than these guys. Um, so I graduated Ward Melville uh, back in 2020. And I now go to SUNY ESF, which is the um, College of Environmental Science and Forestry in uh, New York, in Syracuse, which is right next to where Jonah goes to school, as you know. And uh, so I've been running with them for, for four years and then now I run for uh, ESF's club running team. And that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. How's it going with the club team? It's nice. It's, it's a really um, close knit uh, group of guys and girls. Um, and I mean, we won nationals <clears throat> for our, for our, um, our uh, league, which is the USA, uh, USCA, a um, small college. Um, okay. So that was for, for cross country. We got girls and guys to, to win. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah. My, um, one of my best friends, Bryce, um, she, she got first place and we also got first place for the guys too with Matt frame, I think. And we, we totally crushed. It was pretty easy, but <laughs> it was still, it was still a fun race. <laughs> it was still nice. We went down to Virginia beach and everything. Yeah. Wait, so uh, are you guys like, do you make your own training? Is there a coach? How does it all work? Yeah, so it basically acts, it's, it's actually very similar to how it was in high school. Um, we have one main coach, um, Coach Michael Melfi, and then we have um, two assistant coaches, um, Coach Todd, who is mainly for the cross-country season, mm-hmm. and Coach Hannah, who is year-round, but she's more of the girls' coach. Um, and sprinter coach. Um, okay. And they, we have um, practices almost every day, um, except some days we'll like, we'll have run on your own. Um, usually Sundays are long runs and then we'll have like a workout uh, once a week or so. Oh, so you guys meet on weekends too? Oh yeah, yeah. Normally every Sunday. I don't know if Jonah knows this, but the, um, the Erie Canal, so we meet on the Erie Canal and we run about 10 to 13 miles as a long run. Um, and we, we went to Green Lake State Park from there. It's nice. That's awesome. Uh, That's I was sick. at Green Lakes um, just recently, actually. It's, it's beautiful over there, especially when it's warm out. Um, you know, it just like just from hearing this, it sounds like 
you know, the ESF running club is pretty organized, pretty put together. Um, unfortunately, cannot say the same about the Syracuse running club. It's very much in shambles. We don't race often. Um, we don't have people really coming to practices that often, including myself. I will say I, the second semester, I kind of, um, I don't, didn't go as much. I was a lot busier. So, um, I don't know. It's inspiring to hear that you can have that, uh, that like team aspect. And, uh, mm -hmm. I definitely want to reach out to like whoever runs the club and like get some like runs with you guys. Cause it sounds like if we can see you guys like really together as more of like a team and less of a club, like, I feel like that could be pretty inspiring for a lot of the guys like, um, that are committed to like, uh, the SU's running clubs. So yeah, that's great yeah. to hear. I mean, yeah, it's, it's run by the coach. It's, um, we have a, a whole athletic director and whole program for it. Um, like, you know, we get buses and, and hotels and everything for the, the way meets. Um, and, uh, we, we are trying like the whole school itself, the athletic department is trying to get, um, enough sports to become a D3 school because you need a, a certain amount of sports. Um, but you know, ESF is a, is a small school. We have less, um, students than, uh, or undergraduate students than Wardell. So, oh yeah, wow. wow. That is tiny. Yeah. But it, the, the team is really close knit. Um, like there's the, there's a guys cross country house where they all live. And then there's a girls cross country house where I live, but <laughs> it's still, it's still really fun. Um, and, nice. and, yeah. That's a that's one thing you don't hear about a lot of the uh, college club teams is that they're actually a team. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of them are kind of, you know, do do things on your own uh, or don't even have a coach, to be completely honest. So most don't. yeah, most don't. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, yeah, me, me. There's three of us right here in this in this call, you know, no coach on the on the team. So that's mm -hmm. that's probably uh, really valuable just to kind of keep up the training and all Absolutely. that. Yeah. Um, so wait, is it kind of a deal where like, I mean, obviously it's a club, so you do you choose like you can show up, you don't have to show up. What's kind of the environment you guys have there? Mm -hmm. So once a week, every Sunday, um, our coach sends out an email saying um, like, this is when we're meeting. Um, usually it's 345 um, p.m. and we'll meet then, except that like during the week um so saturdays we'll either we'll either have off sometimes we'll have a workout or sometimes that'll that'll be our um, meet day um when we're in the the season um but and sundays is long our long run days those are usually in the morning mm -hmm. um, but he sends out that and if you can make it that's great if you can't that's great that's all right too um so like my friend leah she um she doesn't, she wasn't able to go to like almost any practice, um, this season and she didn't run too, cause she's been working. Um, but she still gets the emails and Melfi loves all of us. And he's a, he's a great coach. Um, nice. love. so uh, what's, what's like the deal with like, uh, if you guys get a D3 like team pretty much would the club team like morph into that, or would you just like start a new team? And is that something you'd like want to do? Yeah, I mean, so it's because we have no other option than to be club runners, right? You know, we can't, there's no D3 team. So that's why I also feel that, you know, we have that coach when other schools don't because they do have the option to be, you know, club runners. Um, I mean, they have the, the option to be you know, non-club runners. But um, so it would literally, in my um, my guess is that it would, it would just go from the different classification, 
and it would just go, it would just be a step up. Cause I know, um, SUNY Delhi used to be in our league mm-hmm. and, um, but then they, they went to D3. Um, yeah, I know oh, IDAR yeah. runs for them now. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're right. like legit. Yeah. So, so we, what's that? I just, yeah, it just goes, it would be the same team, same coach and everything. Yeah. That's really think, cool. Do you think there would be more of an environment if that were to happen of, you know, like you have to make it to practice, you have to do this and that and that? Uh, you know, I'm not too sure. He might be more strict, but then again, um, ESF such a small school and he's such a great coach and he's very understanding um, that he probably would run the, things the same way um, mm-hmm. as, he, as he does now. Um, but it, it won't be for, for a while, I would think, because we still need, I think, I'm not sure the number, maybe it's like 13 different sports and we're at like eight. Okay. Um, so we need like volleyball and things like that. Um, but I, I would love to see it in the future. It, w- it would not happen in my, I mean, I only have two years left here. So it would not happen in the next two years. I'd definitely be hearing a lot more about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so wait, what's what's like your story? Did you come right out of Melville and you, you went into college and you joined this club team or what was the deal there? Yeah, I mean, it, it really goes back to when I first started running because um, I got into running because my dad ran, right? He's run a marathon before and he's, he's a very active runner. Um, and back in seventh grade, um, I remember running contractors for kids, like going into seventh grade. And that was like my first time running like ever. And then I joined, you know, the, the cross country team and later the track team, like the next or I guess I joined um, the winter track team was the only um, thing that I like was like not uh, a guy because I didn't do winter track um, yeah. in that period. I did the, the school play nice, but um, so I, I was been running for a while. Right. But there were a few times where I was like, I'm not sure this is right for me. And I remember in like eighth grade, I was like, mom, I like kind of want to quit running. Like I want to quit track. I wanted I wanted to do SIO, Science Olympiad, because a lot of my friends were in that. And like, you know, I was like, oh, it would be better for colleges or whatever. And she's like, no, you should, you should stick with running. And so I did. And I am extremely glad because my life would be completely different if if I didn't. And and but but then again, the same thing kind of happened in college where I was like, I'm not sure if I want to do this. Um, because you know, I've heard college is difficult, you know. Um I want to get like internships and like, that's going to take a lot of my time. And this seems like a big commitment. And my sister was like, no, like you should do this, this way you have people like you already know and ways to connect with. And I'm really glad I did it. So I right out of the, the gate, I, one of the first days I moved in, I went on a run with some of the guys and it was, it was great. And like, we'd get dinner afterwards at the, um, the uh, dining halls and, you know, we all kind of connected and I'm, you know, they're my best friends now. Like I, it's, it's amazing that it's turned out this way. And so it's been great. The, the first um, year, because of COVID, we didn't really have a season. Oh yeah. We had, um, one cross country meet, which was unofficial. And it was just a few of the guys and girls on the team just going to our land down in Tolly, which is a probably 35 minute drive down south from Syracuse. Okay. Um, in between us and Portland, right? And 
it was unofficial just between us. And then in the spring, it like lightened up. So we had two meets, one in Albany and one uh, at SUNY Delhi. Um, and then cross country and track season this year, we've had a regular season and it's been great because our coach, he's, he knows, he knows like almost everyone. It's insane. He, and he's able to get us to these great invitationals at like Cornell and, um, and at these, these really beautiful um, campuses too. At Cortland, we've, we've yeah, gone. Yeah. I saw, I've, as you know, I've seen Robbie there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I see. I saw my Cortland too. I mean, at Cornell too. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wait, so um, he's just like got connections. You're getting into all the good meets then? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, exactly. Cause there'll be like D1 runners. Like another Syracuse team was at one of the Cortland meets um, we were at. Um, so it's, it's nice. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. awesome. That's that competitive. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like most, uh, I know, I know Anthony's team was like somewhat, uh, that they definitely got to a lot of meets, but I know me and Jonah, like, I think we got to like one, we, we only go to Nurka nationals pretty much. That's it. Mm -hmm. So it's great that you guys like, especially since there's like so many meets locally, that's honestly awesome. Do, do you go to like most of them or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I went to most of them, if not all cross country ones. Um, and mo most, I think I maybe missed one or two track ones. Um, Dude, it's yeah. still, still a big chunk of meets, you know? Yeah, it's nice. We probably had this year, the school year, um, 15 meets or so. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, that is a lot. Maybe, maybe not 50. Maybe closer to our track season was more heavy than our cross country. Yeah. I think. I'm not too sure. I mean, you can see there's the back yeah. yeah. Letterman posters, my numbers, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, college running, I mean, with meets, it can kind of be a gamble, you know, obviously you're not going to choose your college based on the running club, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, just kind of where you end up, if the club goes to meets, you know, great, you'll be able to compete. If they don't, you know what, you're kind of out of luck. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, everyone kind of has just uh, dealt the hand they're dealt. They got to make mm -hmm. the best of what they got in that department, but it sounds like you made out pretty good. Yeah, we, we have our own photographer to that for the <laughs> athletic department, Bob Barry. Shout out to him. He he comes, he takes these amazing pictures and it's like he posts to Facebook and like they're they're nice. Cause we never really had that in high school. Like yeah, no. we a few pictures. I remember like we had start running. Yeah, we had yeah, our little yeah, GoPro yeah, that uh that <laughs> was not HD at all and was terrible <laughs> quality. <laughs> um, I those videos it was nice yeah yeah i remember at stake walls you were running stake around with it like mm. taking video taking a video of uh the race for us <laughs> i still watch that video sometimes actually yeah it was, solid, it was yeah. that was a good solid meet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um wait so what kind of times are you running right now yeah that's the big question so as you, so back in high school right i i think i got to 447 or 8 for the mile right Mm -hmm. That was senior year, um, winter track 2020, right? COVID hits and I, I am still running. I'm working out a bit and I definitely, during senior year, I don't know if you guys remember, but I would stay in the weight room until the 545 bus. Like I was there every day. Okay. And, um, like I was really, really on top of my game, but then COVID hit and it is like, it is hard to get the motivation if, especially if you don't have the discipline 
So I was running a little bit, but I wasn't doing workouts really. And I wasn't um, going on too long of a run. Like it'd be like a three, four, maybe five mile run. And then I'd yeah. go back to my room and work out mm -hmm. um, just to stay in shape. And like, you know, I did see results, but then college comes around and like, it's a big change, right? And I'm not really running as much during that first year because of COVID because we don't have meets and classes are like all online. I'm like staying in the dorm room a lot, eating at the dining hall, gaining a little bit of weight. And some of my times definitely suffered. And on one of the track meets, SUNY Delhi one, right? Um, I ran, it was a five or sorry, 1500, right? So just shy of a mile. And I ran like five flat. And so like those shy of a mile and like my times were like, off and that was after i had started to put a little more effort into spring track too okay. so i had definitely suffered during that year but this summer um this past summer right and um going into fall and then back into spring i was definitely working a lot harder and i saw a lot more results i ended up getting my mile time back down at 447 at oh, nice. um yeah at uh or 448 around the same, basically the same time at, um, ironically enough where I had previously, or not, I guess ironically, but where I'd previously gotten that time at, um, ocean breeze or yeah. Ocean okay, breeze. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always get ocean breeze and ocean state confused. I'm wearing the ocean state shirt right now. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, Rhode Island. yeah. That was a nice one, but so they're back, back there and I, at a, um, five or the, another 1500 i ran at Cortland. i got 430 something um so it's nice but again i haven't been running that much in the past few weeks but my outlook on running has definitely changed a lot over the years for sure um i mean i always say once a runner always a runner you know once you get into that mindset it's hard to really leave it yeah yeah so it has, is that what you believe now? Or is that kind of, has that always been your, I guess? That's what, uh, that's what I believe now. Yeah, okay. I know. But I definitely want to, to I wouldn't say stray, but I want to explore other um, physical endeavors, I guess, right? Because I know you have done some rock climbing stuff. Um, and like, I like, you know, the Syracuse gym has a rock climbing wall and a boulder wall. I know, Jonah, have you gone there? I've been, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Like Anthony, like, as you know, you, you've climbed up Penn State too. Um, and you saw the video on Head Start. It's like, it's a small gym, but like they have some like tougher, um, like things you can climb. And it's a lot of fun. And honestly, like my past couple of weeks at Syracuse, I don't know if you can see, but like, I was climbing like just a bunch of like trees and stuff. And like, it was honestly a lot of fun. Like, Maybe it's not organized climbing, but like I, um, I love climbing stuff. It's it's a lot of fun and it's like a great workout too. So yeah, something yeah, about I, climbing stuff. Yeah, yeah was, no, seriously. Yeah, I was just at a rock climbing gym um, yesterday in Boston, oh, really? and one of my um, calluses peeled off. Oh god, that's yeah. a rough one. That's a rough one. I was still up the climb. I like wrapped it up and like was still climbing, but. Um, but yeah, climbing is something that I want to get into more. Um, that biking, some more cross training and swimming. See, swimming. I <laughs> I've listened to. I started getting to listen to one of the podcasts. Um, yeah. And I really enjoy them. It's probably, I was listening to one on a bike ride, and you were talking um, about how 
you wanted um, Jonah to get into swimming more. And Jonah was like, Sam, like, I'm trying my best. And it was, <laughs> it is swimming, I think is one of the most difficult things to not only get into, but just to just sports in general. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yep. Especially, uh, you know, if, if you're in the pool, it's boring. It sucks. You know, <laughs> you know, like, if you're going, like, even if it's just, I guess you start out maybe 10, 15 minutes swim. Those are a long 10, 15 minutes in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And uh, it, they don't speed up the, those minutes. So, uh, I mean, during the summer, you know, maybe open water, it's a little, it's a little scary, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like that that's kind of a nice way to mix it up a little bit. Um, uh, what were you saying though, before? That just getting into more cross training. I know, Back in two summers ago, or even last summer, I, the best feeling after a run, like on a hot day, is just jumping in the pool and going for a few laps. Like it's just, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, so refreshing. Yeah, um, I, I think that's like the beautiful thing about running, though, because like you can train for it in so many different ways. Like you don't have to run to get good at running necessarily, or at least decent at it. Um, and I, I think it's something I think like a lot of people share, like I definitely want to get into like more biking and swimming and stuff like that. And it could like, it could really only improve your overall fitness and make you like a multi, uh, uh, hired, I don't know, multifaceted, uh, athlete, you know, it, yeah. and they're all, I, I firmly believe that endurance training like that is the best thing you could do for your body as long as it's in moderation. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of us are pretty much runners and all that, but, uh, you know, running is, uh, at times it's not good for you. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot of stress on your body, whereas biking and swimming, there's no impact, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's obviously things you can give and take and weigh for all of it, but, uh, I guess what, what it comes down to, uh, is, you know, running has a lot of impact, but biking, uh, it's pretty expensive swimming's Swimming's not that expensive. Swimming just sucks. Swimming, swimming, swimming just sucks. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially rock climbing. Have you Ethan? Have you seen the rock climbing shoes? Yeah, I have. I just, I just get able to rent them. I, I don't know how expensive they are or their prices yet. I think like the average. I mean, I could be wrong about this, but when I went to a, the rock climbing gym here uh, on Long Island, uh, I was looking at shoes, and like the average price was like hundred sixty bucks. Wow, yeah. yeah crazy. I mean, you want a good pair of running shoes, it might cost you that much, but that's not yeah. the average. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but running shoes, you know, like you need running shoes. I feel like you, mm. could, you could climb barefoot if you had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you could run barefoot too. I, <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. I, um, I brought my shoes upstairs because I'm on the second floor, but I, um, I've been getting into more minimalist shoes. So, this is i have these new balances okay. that i don't know if you can like really tell from here i mean they're vibram um soles hopefully they last but they're basically the the minimalist shoe um that new balance sells that i they don't even have it, have it on their website um okay. but i've been running in these recently and i like them but it's a lot it's like a, it's a it's a switch right because, you know, when you run barefoot, you're not going to be um, tempted to heel strike. 
um, you're gonna you're in a ball strike or go on the balls. I guess I don't know if that's the type of ball, ball strike. Ball strike. <laughs> yeah, um, you're gonna be on the balls of your feet. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah, you're gonna be tiptoeing kind of around, and I could feel it in my calves when I was first going about it, um, mm-hmm. and I probably switched faster than I should have because um, I got these shoes probably um, back in March. Um, so not too long ago. And I, but previously before that I was running in my, um, flats. So it okay. kind of, um, and you know, you, you feel it in your calves. Um, but it's, it's a nice, I feel like it's, you know, it's what you're naturally supposed to do because it minimizes that impact on your knees. I mean, I've heard things like in the positive light and in negative light about it. Um, I read like the first two chapters of um, oh, what's the book? You guys probably know. You born probably to yeah, you're looking born to run. Yeah, born somewhere. to run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get through because it it's my friend's book, but I um, so I don't know that. But it's like you know, I, and I looked into it a lot. Like I wear um, shoes that have zero drop on a regular basis. Like those are my okay. everyday shoes, and they yeah. have wide toe box, and they're really flexible. Um. And I definitely could feel an improvement in my like foot mobility. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually had a conversation with uh, Mr. Schwab from uh, Schwab second wind. I think it was actually, no, it must've been like two or three days ago now. So uh, he was telling me that he reached out to the author of that book just to like get a feel, you know, like learn a little bit more about what it was. And he told me that the author uh, actually said he's not completely anti-shoe. But what he does believe is that, you know, people like us, like we all, I would say the four of us, we're kind of conditioned to run. You know what I mean? So running barefoot or running with a zero drop shoe, that's good. That's good. That's going to help us. That, that, that can strengthen our calves. That can help our form, you know, minimize impact on knees. Uh, but, you know, you take 250 pounds, uh, six foot four, someone that, you know, is now just a weekend warrior running 5Ks and you have them running a zero drop shoe or, you know, a minimalist shoe, it's going to kind of screw with their form. They're, they're still going to be landing all funny. They'll be heel striking still. So it's kind of if you're if you're a runner with good form, uh, you're kind of already light on your feet, then it's it's in a sense a really good thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, and honestly, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it, you know? Yeah. Wait, is that is that not the philosophy behind like wearing flats for workouts though? Because I, I can understand like the, the no drop like philosophy, um, but like on like everyday runs, can't that just cause shin splints? And wouldn't it be more beneficial to wear flats on workout days? So you're still conditioning all those muscles in your feet and your calves so, only on hard days? Like when that, that, make, that just makes sense to me because I yeah. feel like you get shin splints pretty easy. So, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, this is actually one of the most debated topics in the running world. I mean, Hoka, the brand Hoka, they were born because everyone started getting injured because they were wearing zero drop shoes and minimalist shoes. But, you know, there's also what I just said of, you know, maybe all those people were the 250 pound people that, you know, don't have good form and are Mm kind of like heavy on their feet and, you know, just not built for running. And uh, Hoka then, you know, Hoka, the sole of Hoka wraps around your, not around your foot, but your foot sits in the sole. 
so it's stable and you know those soles are like an inch inch and a half thick you know so so that's like as much cushion as you're going to get so you you heel strike with the hoka on you're not going to get as injured as if you heel strike with a minimalist shoe but you know as for i guess wearing flats and just workouts you know for for us you know it, it's i guess it really just depends on if the person you should make this a podcast like topic for like us <laughs> like i'm, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> just because we have this much to talk about like honestly it's really interesting yeah it's, yeah it's crazy I'm, I'm gonna put that in the doc <laughs> yeah yeah um it's okay here wait give me we got 10 minutes. I'm going to take my headphones off. I'm just, I'm going to grab a shoe real quick. I want to just tell you guys one thing. All right. You can't hear us now. That kid sucks. God, he sucks. So I mean, who even likes that guy anyway? No, no one even likes him. Oh my God. A little obsessed with him. And he smells too. I could smell him through the fucking camera. I mean, what a nerd. So many shoes on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got problems. I don't know. All right. Okay. Okay. Hey, so, man. Hello. So you spend all your time running in this, okay? This is a hoka. And then you go to race in this. You know, like like these are opposites. So yeah. I guess, you know, running in running in zero drop shoes, then when you go and put the spike on and you're ready to race, you know, it's it's not new. Like your body's used to it. So it's kind of like also there's a thought maybe you won't get as injured during a race if, you know, Let's say you run a 10, you have to run a 10K. I mean, I don't know if you would run a 10K in a dragonfly, but let's say you run a 10K in a streak or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's not going to be as stressful on your calves if you're used to that. I would say that Andrew brings up a good point because when, you know, when in high school we have these trainers, right, that have these, these thick soles and this big drop. But when we do the workouts, we, we have flats, right? And I think that, that's because when you're doing workouts and when you're racing, you're going as well, not as fast as you want, but not as fast as you can. New level. Yeah. But you're going a lot faster. And when you go a lot faster, especially during sprinting workouts, you're going to be on your toes no matter what. Right. That's what your sprinting form should be like. And that's why it doesn't really matter. And you're not going to get those shin splints. But when you do um, long, prolonged runs, um, you're going to, start to like get tired and, and heel strike and that's why you have those trainers because it's, it's hard to work up those calf muscles but um when so like when i noticed when i was running in these minimalist shoes right i would start off going here right and that's not going to give me shin splints because it's going to minimize the impact when i'm working on just my calves but then like already like depending on like how long I was have been running in those for, it'd be like 15 to maybe 30 minutes into a run. And I'm like, I'm feeling like tired, like already. And my Garmin is like, your training is, is going, going down the gutter. It's not looking too good. And I'm like, I'm trying to, to you work my calf muscles. And so that's what I think um, is partially the reason why you, you switch between the two. But yeah, if you are used to the, the minimalist kind of, heel or ball strike um and then you go to race you're already ready so, so do you think like maybe um i guess if if you wanted to start like training with like a uh, zero drop what, uh, don't you think it would maybe be smarter to go from like a high drop from like what we're used to to like a slightly lower one to a slightly lower one until you get no drop 
because uh, I feel like that that would uh, minimize that kind of like shock to your because running like someone like you isn't normally tired after a 30 minute jog, you know, like you could do yeah. 10 miles and be fine. Mm-hmm. So maybe like kind of like doing it in tears. I don't know. I'm not a, a shoe scientist. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that is uh, that's what they all say. Yeah. Um, whatever it's called. So if you're, yeah, if you're Hoka is actually surprisingly their drop isn't big at all. It's like four or five millimeter drop. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, I guess in Nike Pegasus, uh, it's 10. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's and then the, the Brooks Adrenaline is 12. Brooks? Brooks what? Adrenaline. Oh. Uh, I mean, I always ran in the Ghosts. So I don't know what those were. Ghosts yeah, are probably... Us. Yeah, ghosts are probably up there, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big switch for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you went from a Ghost to the Minimalist? Well, I went from a Ghost to running in flats to a Minimalist. Okay. Okay. Do you know which flats the streaks? Um, they were the one I ones I had in high school. They were uh, I think they were New Balance. They're New Balances, okay. and they they had like two different colors. They were green or not green. They were orange, reddish, and blue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, on, on all flats, the the teal drops probably like nothing. You know. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. Million, <laughs> Still, that's that's a big jump. <laughs> yeah. i used, definitely started out with less mileage i think that's also a thing that you should do is less mileage because if you do like three miles like you can you're not going to get tired even if you're only running in your calves if, if you're a good runner or not good if you've been running for a while mm-hmm. um, and then you just slowly build up that that calf endurance again and again yeah i think also you know how we used to do strides barefoot you know just activating those different muscle fibers too mm-hmm. So it's like doing not just barefoot, but barefoot at all different speeds or minimalist at all different speeds. Yeah, you always, I, every meet I do is um, one of my most important things that I feel is I stretch my foot out before. Oh, the yeah. Okay. Better, uh, fascia, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And you use work that. Do you use like a lacrosse ball or do you just like bend your toes back? No, I have a like little hard ball. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so we Anthony, got... this is reminding me sorry real quick this yeah, is reminding yeah. me of you remember when we were going on our own with caleb wheeler and he told us to like start ending some of our runs with 10 to 15 minutes just like focusing on your form like landing more on the balls of your feet and using your calves more like yeah. i think he knew something that like he knew that you we needed to like work out that extra component of like our feet and our calves because that's what like we're actually like doing in our races and like maybe he didn't want to like do the minimalist route but like mm-hmm. i remember he was he was very like adamant about um about that kind of um did como just cut out yeah. <laughs> he's doing it in his basement maybe or yeah he was he was saying something then someone didn't want want us to hear it's a secret <laughs> yeah 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 see i busted in just chloroform them. <laughs> um but i yeah i definitely agree with what um he was saying about what caleb was saying because i know i always try to focus on my breathing oh he's back yeah, yeah. <laughs> not exactly back. sure what happened there but <laughs> anyways yeah i don't know I, it's just like i feel like i like all runners kind of know that like there's like especially with like all of us running in like, like these, you know, plushy trainers now, it's like, it's really important to work, 
that like extra side of like your legs that is not always being activated. And I think like we had a good balance in high school where like we would do barefoot strides. We would end our runs like doing barefoot around the grass. Like I think it all comes down just to like balance, like what, like -hmm. what we're all talking about. Like every runner is a different type of runner, but I feel like for me personally, and I'm not sure about you guys, but I feel like trainers for like, so that you can like extend the volume of your runs without like killing your joints and also just like doing workouts and flats and ending runs barefoot. I think for me personally, that's like a great balance in a way to like safely yeah. activate those muscles that aren't always being activated and that you need for racing. Yeah. Cause your, your body can kind of, you know, forget how to run. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ethan, were you about to say something? Well, I was going to, well, after Jonah cut out, um, I was saying how during runs I've, always try to focus you know in more recent times on my breathing um because during a lot of runs i would always breathe through my mouth um really intensely and i was always told like oh you got to breathe through your nose right and i looked into it and it depends this is what a few articles that i read say you know i didn't look at any actual scientific um, research articles uh, research papers but that up to a certain point yeah like your nose is is what you want to be breathing through um for like easy runs um and that's like a good threshold like if you can run while breathing through your nose comfortably like that's like a, a another threshold that you can um run at you know versus yeah. like your um other you know your via duo max um mm-hmm. yeah like um, thresh, threshold pace like vo2 mm-hmm. max pace like all that yeah so that's one threshold and um also one thing that i tried a few times is um i know deluca because Luca tried this with um us when he i don't know if he did this um you guys his senior year but he would lay us down on the grass and, and kind of do like a guided meditation of yeah. the race black thing mm-hmm. we yeah. have 40 seconds left by the way it's gonna cut out um, so uh, but so, finish yeah. your thought, finish your thought. So like a few runs, I would go for like a 15 minute run and then I would meditate in the middle of it and try to control my heart rate yeah. and then run back. And, okay. And yeah. I think meditation has some potential, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, but talk about breathing. Um, yeah. This, this is going to cut out in a couple seconds. So I just want to say thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Ethan. Pleasure. And it was great to see y'all again. You yeah. Too, I got to go on a run sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 we'll see you when we're home, huh? Back in, that'll Back be in. in.